and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. Next storyteller. Next storyteller. Next storyteller. Story Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. The show takes place on the third Wednesday of every month at the Buntport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Hello, everyone. It's Ron Doyle. Thanks to all of you folks outside of Denver and San Diego who have been contacting us. It is really cool to know that you exist. So please keep those messages coming. We have two very special events coming up next week in California and Colorado. In San Diego, please join us on Tuesday, November 10th at Tiger Tiger Tavern for a special evening in honor of San Diego Beer Week. The theme will be bottled up and the show starts at 8 p.m. The show is free, but please show your support by trying one of those extra special beers that I'm sure will be on tap for the evening. In Denver... Join us at 4 p.m. on Saturday, November 14th at Four Mile Historic Park for the Stompin' Ground Games, a monthly neighborhood history and pride event created by our pals at Warm Cookies of the Revolution. This month's event will focus on neighborhoods in Southeast Denver and the art of storytelling. There'll be activities, prizes, storytellers, dancers, and a multicultural fashion show put on by a bunch of adorable elementary school kids. The event is free, but donations are encouraged. As always, please check our Facebook page for the latest information about these and all of our events. Hope to see you at either event, or, you know, if you're a billionaire playboy with a private jet, maybe we'll see you at both events. Hmm. Actually, I'm not really into billionaire playboys, so I don't know why I'm inviting you specifically. Uh, if you're a budget-conscious traveler with some frequent flyer miles to burn, yeah, that would be cool. Or maybe a long-haul truck driver. I don't know. Never mind. You know what I mean. Today's story comes from Carolyn Matthews. Carolyn hails from the great state of New Jersey. She works for the Boulder International Film Festival, and she is captain of the Denver Molly Brown, arguably the best ultimate Frisbee team in this city and indisputably the best named team in this city. This story was recorded live on September 16, 2015 at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was firsts. Okay, so as you heard, my name is Carolyn, but all my friends call me C, so now you guys can all call me C. Um, as mentioned, this is my first narrator, so I just want to set some ground rules. So if things start to go downhill, you don't need to heckle or boo or anything. You can kind of just give me like the, like the wrap it up face, you know, like that face. Like, like my mom is really good at this face. Um, and not because she's a bad mom or a bad listener or anything, but she, uh, while we were growing up, she's just a very busy lady. So uh, she raised four kids, and she was getting her PhD in nursing while I was growing up. So her, her time was very precious, so we learned how to be brief. So yeah, if things start to go bad, just, just give me that look, and I'll know what to do. Okay. Uh, so with those ground rules, um, when I first heard the theme first, um, like many of you, one of the first things that came to mind was the first time you have sex. Um, but I'm not going to share that story with you tonight because, frank, <laughs> frankly, uh, anticlimactic. Um, but I will tell you the story about the first time I had to tell my mom I was having sex. So for many of you, that's not a big deal, but uh, I was raised Irish Catholic, so it, it was pretty much the last thing that we ever talked about, if we talked about it at all. Like, I would rather tell my parents that I slapped a nun 
like before I like told him I was having sex. So it just never came up. So fast forward, I was a sophomore at uh, the University of Colorado up here in Boulder. I was young and idealistic and I was a journalism major and I had very poor time management skills. So I was walking through campus one day and I saw a sign for blood donation. I said, yeah, I wanna be a good human. I'm gonna donate blood. So I packed my day, I had class. I had uh, my blood donation at 1 p.m. I was writing a story, so I had an interview with a Board of Education member at 1.30. And then I had to write the story, and then I had Frisbee practice at 3 o'clock. So that was my day. I liked to pack it, just like my mom. Keep busy. So at 1 o'clock, I go to the student center where they're doing the blood donation thing, and uh, I sign all my stuff. They sit me in the chair. They, they stick the needle in my arm. And then I start to see all this like red liquid coming out of the tube and into the bag. And eventually I start looking at it and I'm like, man, that's, that's a lot of blood. Eh, I'll be okay. So they finish up, they give me my juicy juice, they give me my snickerdoodle, and they tell me to hang out for a second and eat my cookie, drink my juice, and then I can go on my way. And I'm like, great, cool, timing's perfect. I'm going to make it to my interview on time. So I eat my cookie, drink my juice, go to stand up, and I immediately pass out. Um, partially because the reason why I, I uh, had just barely made it over the weight limit of uh, when you can do donate blood. Um, so I think it was like you had to be 110 pounds, and I was like a buck 17 at the time or so. So anyway, uh, so the nurse sits me down. She gives me another snickerdoodle. She gives me another juicy juice, and she says, just take it easy. I'm like, all right, all right. But now I'm nervous about the time, so I... I eat my cookie, drink my juice, and go to stand up again, and I pass right back out. So basically this time they have to like strap me down and tell me not to go anywhere. They give me three juicy juices and three snickerdoodles and just say, just take it easy. So I'm like, ah, I got this interview. So I decide to call my source and do my interview right there on my blood donation chair in the student center. And, uh, and so I call and... And I got to tell you, it wasn't my best interview ever. I think I, I like repeated the same question five times. It was like, did you order the code red? Did you order the code red? So anyway, I got I the interview done. And uh, at this point, I have to run across campus and write my story and file my story. And usually I have time to like talk to people on the way. But like this time, I had like no minutes left for Greenpeace. I had to go get this story done. So I'd write the story, file it, go to Frisbee practice, everything's great, great day, I'm a great human, hooray. Everything's good. Until a week later, I get a call from Bonfies, the, the blood center people, and they're like, hey, is this Carol Matthews? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the one, I'm awesome, thanks, I donated the blood. And they're like, no, 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 we've got some bad news for you. Um, turns out you tested positive for hepatitis C. And I was like, the fuck is hepatitis C? Like, how did I get it? Like, are my brothers going to start calling me hep C? Like, what's going to happen? And so I'm freaking out. And so I go online and I Google, like, hepatitis C. And I go to WebMD, which is, like, the worst place to go when you're scared. And it's like, symptoms are nausea. And, like, all of a sudden I feel nauseous. And it's like, fatigue. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm tired. And so I, I don't know what to do. So I call my mom. And, uh, and so what I learned on the WebMD site is, like, the symptoms, but also how you get hepatitis C. And so the first thing was like, if you're a drug user and you use like bad syringes and like that's how you can get it. Or if you have tattoos and you get like dirty like needles or whatever. And the third way is uh, sexually transmitted you know, disease. So 
Anyway, I call my mom and I give her the whole story. I'm like, Mom, I donated blood. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. Like, and I'm like, okay, I donated blood. And like, turns out I, I, I have hepatitis C. I don't know how. And so she's like, oh, my God, see, like, uh, well, are you doing drugs? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing drugs, no. And she's like, well, do you have any tattoos? And I'm like, no, not tattoos yet. Or, you know. And then so then there's this pause. And then she's like, well, are you having sex? And at that point, I, like, wish I did drugs, and I, like, wish I had a tattoo. <laughs> and so I'm just like, uh, yes. Um, but the thing is, like, the two guys I've been with are, like, total nerds, definitely not playboys. Like, I was like, I don't even think they have Pepsi. Like, what's going on? So my mom, like, you know, is very calm about it and not judgmental. And she's just like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. You're going to go to your primary care position. You're going to get some blood work done, and we'll go from there. I was like, okay, okay. And then, then she says, and see, everything's going to be okay. I love you. So I hang up the phone, feeling still freaked out, but a little more reassured and glad my mom doesn't want to disown me. Go to Kaiser Permanente, get the blood work done. A couple days later, I get a call back, and they said, turns out you tested positive for hepatitis C on that first blood test. You're clean. And so on one hand, I'm relieved. I don't have hepatitis C. My nickname's not going to be Hep C for the rest of my life. It's great. On the other hand, I'm like really pissed because I'm like, I had to have this conversation with my mom. And now I have to figure out like, how do I tell her it was like a false positive that I like admitted to having sex? Like, hey mom, I did a little more research and like, turns out I didn't have sex. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing about first is like they're hard, they're uncomfortable, they're scary, but you really break down barriers and it's like my mom and I are not sharing sex tips or anything these days, but we have a really good relationship and, and the thing that I learned is like about first is like my mom's still going to love me no matter what sins I commit. Thank you. That's Carolyn Matthews. All right. I like that that had a happy ending, Carolyn. Thank you. I was nervous for you, just a little bit. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Aaron Rollman, Mary Robertson, and me, Ron Doyle. I produce and record the podcast with engineering assistance by Josh Johnson. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. The Narrators podcast is brought to you by these amazing sponsors. The great guys at Illegal Pete's and Greater Than Records, who in addition to providing rad burritos all over town, provide great local music and comedy. The next time you need a photographer, remember From the Hip Photo. You can learn more about their honest and unforgettable service at fromthehipphoto.com. Check out the appropriately named Sexy Pizza on their website, sexypizzaonline.com. And finally, by Breckenridge Brewery, making balanced, approachable, and interesting handcrafted beers in Colorado for over 25 years. Check them out at breckbrew.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or on your favorite mobile podcatcher. For more information and to find past episodes, visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.